Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I have an episode for you guys today. It almost feels like an assignment. I don't know maybe how this is different than other episodes, but it definitely is going to be full of a lot of revelation. It definitely feels like a relevant word. Lots of gold nuggets. So make sure that you listen all the way through to the end for what specifically God wants to highlight to you because this one is loaded, okay? Now, I did have a few of you asking about how to get the relationships challenge replays that we just had this past week. If you were in the room, it was intense in the best ways. It really challenges you as a person to consider just how loving you actually are. (laughs) In a lot of ways, you realize that what you're doing is not loving at all. And when that love is put to the test, it does not last because it wasn't authentic love. It wasn't God's love, right? For a relationship, for a business, if it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. Okay, so this challenge was intense, but there is transformation all up in there. So some of you have been asking, how do I get it? Well, we've made it really really ridiculously easy to get access to this. The way is to become a part of the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. What this is, is we have bundled quite literally different masterclasses, challenges, and guest interviews that we've done every single month. And you get access to all future live masterclasses, challenges, and interviews every single month. Okay, so when you join the bundle, not only do you get access to previous trainings and interviews and the notes and ongoing coaching and support with that content, but you also get access to future live trainings, which always include coaching at the end. So those that hang know that they get coaching and it's powerful. All right, so you get access to all of that. You can join us for a monthly subscription or a one-time payment and you get access for the entire year. All you got to do is go to www.courageco.org and you will see the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle and you'll get instant access to all of the replays, not just for the relationship challenge, but every other challenge we've done. So go get plugged in. If you are inside Courage Co. already, the same bundle, the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle is located under courses and programs. So you can get plugged in there and be a part of this journey of really growing and maturing in God and becoming more like him. Okay. So it's no small assignment. It is the assignment and we're about it (laughs) and you're invited to join us. So definitely get plugged in there. We'll announce our upcoming challenge and masterclass for next month coming soon. All the topics are always different. They seem to come right on time. And what I know for sure is that God knows exactly who needs to be in the room, who will be in the room, what they need to hear and how they need to hear it. Okay, and surely those that have been there can testify that that is true. So get plugged in. Do not miss out. You can also join us in Courage Co. We have weekly small groups every single week, and it is so important to have community. So make sure that you plug into those. We've got Good for Your Soul Sisters. We've got Biblical Breakthrough and Friday Fire. So you can get plugged into all those small groups every single week and start getting the breakthroughs that are on your life. 
well, also building community. Don't go at this alone. You also can join us for prayer calls every other Wednesday morning and can become a part of different advanced programs that we have as well. So courageco.org, www.courageco.org. Get plugged in and run with us. We're totally about helping you live your most courageous and impactful story. It's a rare thing, but this is a rare group. So get plugged in. You're invited to join us and get busy about God's business. Now, today, what I thought I would talk about is a mix of a couple of things. We had a powerful, whew, a powerful <laughs> God's Vibes Mastermind, Mastermind call. We have these every other Thursday morning, and we had a powerful call, and it was all about turning up your fierce, okay? Turning up your fierce, because you are on assignment. So it's time to turn up your fears, not your hiding, not your inauthenticity, not your sabotage, not your fear. You've got to turn up your fears. If the enemy is coming at you, you're going to make him limp back. That's the kind of fierce you've got to turn up. But the reality is we have no idea how to do that. We've trained our whole lives often to be weak, to be powerless, to be traumatized, to be bitter, to be unforgiving, to be resentful, to be judgmental, to be critical, right? And if you don't think that's been you, how have you been treating yourself, right? If you're the worst critic to yourself, I bet, I bet <laughs> you've been criticizing other people. Maybe not out loud, but you've definitely been doing it, right? We're not trained to be powerful, okay? So what we did really in the relationship challenge on this God's Vibes Mastermind call and also in what I'm going to deliver today is give you some details about what does it mean to actually be powerful because it's not what the world presents. I promise you that. All right. So what I wanted to talk about is really how you are relating with God. This is going to be a podcast episode on how to assess your relationship with God, how to really discern how you've been showing up, and an opportunity and an invitation to lean in or rise up or push through what's been bullying and pushing you, okay? So we're going to break it down, all right? But what I thought I would do to help you understand your relationship with God, I know that the world is in a place where there's a high value publicly now on mental health, okay? But when you think about you being a person, your inner health is everything. Everything that's going on inside of you, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, your heart, <laughs> all of that affects what's happening on the outside, okay? And a lot of time the outside is mirroring what's happening on your insides. So it's imperative that you start recognizing what's happening inside of you and start growing in awareness and understanding so that you can care for yourself, and thus other people around you. So with mental health becoming more prevalent, people becoming more open to going to therapy, to hiring coaches, to investing in their inner life, right, to developing and maturing spiritually, there is a term that's out there called attachment styles. Attachment styles, okay? And this is a really interesting concept, but I feel like this will help you view your relationship with God and just your relationships in your life differently, okay? It really is important to, to recognize, 
All right, so attachment styles come from something called attachment theory, okay? And this was developed by a psychoanalyst, John Bowlby, all right? He found that babies who are separated from their parents become desperate to reconnect, and this is a natural human instinct, all right? And once a baby had their caregiver back, the personality of their parent had a powerful impact on the baby's emotional development throughout their childhood. And if their parent was loving and protective, a child learned to feel safe and secure bonding with other people. If their parent was not nurturing, a child would feel insecure and anxious and either cling to others or avoid becoming attached altogether as a protection mechanism. Okay, they were trying to self-protect. Protective mechanism. And these feelings contribute to the internal working model or mental representations of the self in relationship to others. So attachment styles are based on this inner model and become reflected in ways that individuals approach their adult relationships. So we figure out that how we attach to others often is not healthy, but we figure that out in relationship and relationships gone wrong, usually. Okay. So with this, I'm not going to do a deep dive into it, but just so you have a different understanding or a reference point for how you're doing relationally with God, with yourself, and with other people. There's four types of attachment styles that represent the range of emotions in this attachment theory, okay? There's the anxious style, there's the avoidant style, there's the disorganized style, and the secure style. So I'm just gonna break these down. The anxious attachment style is characterized by feeling insecure in a close relationship. Often what happens here is we devalue ourselves and overvalue the other person, okay? So there can be this deep chronic fear of abandonment present here, and this often requires contact and reassurance to feel safe. So for example, love languages, this person would need quality time and words of affirmation probably, okay, if they're an anxious attached person, okay? So a person with an anxious attachment style may constantly text their loved one and anxiously await a reply. When the reply doesn't immediately come, they will either text again or may dissolve into a total funk right? Nothing may have gone wrong there, but it's the end of the world. And suddenly this person that's not responding is usually this dramatic scene of the worst case scenario. Okay. The avoidant attachment person is someone who will want and need a loving connection with another person, but will not trust that this person won't hurt or reject them. At the end of the day, there's this undercurrent of fear of rejection. So they won't share their deep feelings or vulnerability, and they'll pull away when the other person gets too close. So if there is an avoidant attached person, they might pride themselves on being strong on their own. I don't need anybody. I'm good, right? And these folks are very dependent in relationships and can be, or they're very independent rather, in relationships and can be quite detached. 
they just don't even seem interested, right? They're not offering up too much emotionally and they're not requiring much emotionally from another person, all right? Then there's the disorganized attachment. Disorganized attachment is a combination of the anxious and avoidant styles, hence disorganized, right? This person will exhibit strong emotions of needing then rejecting, kind of like whiplash, right? This attachment style is marked by being so afraid that the other person will leave that they'll often leave first, right? A lot of sabotage comes up here. And if people stay in the relationship, they tend to run hot and cold. There can be a lot of emotional dysregulation, which means emotions are up and down, up and down, close and far, close and far, right? And this behavior can be very confusing, very confusing for the other person in the relationship. And if you have this style or someone you know has this style, you do want a relationship but struggle with trust. You're afraid of being rejected and may keep a partner at an arm's length and attempt to be self-protective. And then lastly, there is the secure attachment. And secure attachment is considered the healthiest form of attachment. These are people who are comfortable expressing emotions in a relationship. They're comfortable with closeness and they're not fearful within the context of a relationship. They experience a sense of missing a partner if they go on a trip, let's say, but they don't experience a sense of panic or fear or considerate abandonment. They're capable of being in relationships that are characterized by mutual regard and reciprocity, and they don't need a relationship to feel complete, okay? And when you have secure attachment, you give your partner or another person affection and space, right? A person with a secure attachment style will connect deeply with another person, freely expressing deep feelings and vulnerability. They will not be overly dependent nor independent. They will be interdependent, okay? So your attachment style This is so interesting when you think about reality TV shows, you know what I mean, where they couple up, you see, (laughs) I mean, yes, a lot of that is staged, but you see also the attachment styles coming to play immediately in these kind of settings, right? Because you're already put into often a really uncomfortable situation, so the worst of you will come out, right? So your attachment style can give you or other people impressions about you that you're not even aware of. So for example, when people use humor, right? There's a study that found that those who are afraid of being rejected in a relationship will often use dark, smart humor around their partners, while people who struggle with being close to a romantic partner often use light, silly humor. So what was interesting is because an anxious partner in a relationship is uncomfortable, right? They're anxious. They're trying to impress the one they love with their wit, okay? And on the other hand, someone who makes more random jokes that don't reveal much about them personally may do so to keep a distance between themselves or their partner so they can avoid getting hurt, that self-protection again. And that might be the way you interact as well, but never know why right? If you have an insecure attachment style, you're more likely to unconsciously view your smartphone, let's say, as an attachment object, almost like a blankie to hang on to when interacting. So you feel 
comfort if you feel you're not getting it directly from your partner. We see this with people on their phones all the time now. Any behavior that comes from an unhealthy attachment style can cause stress in a relationship, even if you don't mean it to. And that's why it can be interesting and enlightening to identify what your personal pattern is, okay? These are just, it's not used to label, okay? Or, you know, learning even any sort of psychological term. It gives you a language or a grid for something you're experiencing. It is never used to weaponize, okay? It's really important and you've got to use it for yourself. You just don't go pointing at people and say, you've got this going on, right? No, no, no. (laughs) Use it to enlighten and empower yourself, not to weaponize, okay? So when you recognize your attachment style, Many people, by the way, aren't just one style. You're going to find that you're likely a mix of two primarily. So attachment styles can be quite fluid. Life circumstances such as loss of a loved one, divorce, can bring a change in you to a new attachment style, okay? And what if you see one of these styles and don't like the view? What you can do is actively shift your style and become more secure in your relationships, So talking to a therapist is a great place to start, right? To understand if you are stuck in the past or got a lot of patterns coming up that aren't serving you, working with a coach is another great thing. But you can really just consider getting honest with yourself, gaining awareness and understanding of where that has come from or why maybe you don't feel safe and secure, and then start developing secure practices, and start talking to people you're in relationship with as well to help them understand and share your feelings and expectations, okay? So there's ways that you can learn about who you are and start changing. But for the sake of today, what I thought we could do is explore these attachment styles as it relates to your relationship with God, all right? So it's really, really interesting The enemy definitely wants you, if you've noticed, insecure, anxious, traumatized, broken, bitter, fearful, (laughs) and just completely immobilized, right? Like he does not want you breaking through and accessing the good plans and purposes that God has for you. He does not want you to be powerful at all, which is interesting when you think about attachment styles because they start early, They start early. And when we are not loved well, and when we don't believe we're worthy of love, we start showing up in the world in really crazy ways to self-protect, right? But those are all fear-based, and fear always makes a mess, okay? So again, we've got these attachment styles, secure, anxious, avoidant, disorganized, okay? And when you want to think about, it's interesting if you actually read the Bible from attachment styles <laughs> as a fun practice, right? But for example, secure would have been in the garden with Adam and Eve, right? God developed a secure relationship with them, right? But the enemy, what you notice in the story, even back in that first story, is that the enemy always tries to exploit where you're open, The enemy always tries to exploit where you're open. He wants to create disconnection and separation from God, from yourself, and with other people. That is his agenda. He wants to create strife. He wants to create division, okay? And the enemy will stop at nothing 
to thwart your assignment. That's why he wants you broken and disqualified early in your life so that you never find out who you are, who your God is, or what you are assigned to do on this earth while you're here. And it's impossible. You've got to know this too. It is impossible to change anything and not be a target. It is impossible, right? Especially the more ground you start taking for the kingdom, you definitely become a target for the enemy, okay? So just think about this for you. What in your life have you been open to? What have you been open to? Have you been open to settling? Have you been open to unnecessary suffering? Have you been open to struggling? Have you been open to independence and not depending on God? Have you been open to compromise? Have you been open to gossip? What have you been open to? Also think, do you currently have, when you think about the styles, a secure, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized relationship with God? Think about that. And then when it comes to a relationship with you, what kind of relationship do you have with you? And then deeper still, when it comes to having a relationship with other people, what kind of relationship do you have with them? Secure, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized? Think about that. The beautiful thing that I can offer here is that we can be attached securely to God and to his plan and closed off to any other things that the enemy could exploit. Okay, And the way we become open to things that the enemy wants to do in our life, to his destruction right, or to his three-part agenda to kill, steal, and destroy in our life is stress, disappointment, discouragement, delay, heartbreak, trauma, deception. That's one of his strategies. He loves just giving you thoughts and stories that you'll attach to and believe as true, even though they are not true, they're lies, right? But there's nothing like that blocks you, like deception. Opinions of man and likely well-meaning people that just sow doubt and fear straight into you because that's what they're operating from. Your own fears that you've invited in and feelings, right? Feelings aren't facts. Feelings also aren't the truth, right? But we allow all of this stuff to get in us and make us open to whatever the enemy wants to do. We invite it into our relationship with God, we invite it into our relationship with ourselves and into relationship with other people. We're not casting the fear out, we're inviting it in and letting it, uh, letting it bully us and traumatize us. These things break us open to the works of the enemy in our life. It's not woo-woo at all, like it's just clear and we let it happen and a lot of times blindly. So we do have to have a strict no policy for fear and for the works of the enemy in our life, right? Because those things break us open to the wrong influences. And that is why, again, the enemy gets started early so that we are so traumatized and so broken that we've got so much work to heal and break through that we can't be busy about knowing who we are, knowing who our God is, or what we're here to do. Now, God operates outside of time. Okay, so if the fear, and I know there, it's been there for me before, oh my God, I've lived my life traumatized and broken for so long, it's going to take me forever to get delivered <laughs> and to change my life, right? 
No, no, no. When you run up on the Spirit of God, you're going to need the Spirit of God for this, but he will deliver you and he can accelerate you. But only God can do that. Okay? But what we think is, with like an avoidant attachment style, for example, what we think is, oh, I'll just avoid facing all of my fears. I'll avoid facing my disappointments. I'll avoid facing these things. And I actually push away destiny when I do that. I actually push away my healing when I do that. I push away freedom when I do that, right? We avoid relationships and intimacy, allowing people to see us and allowing ourselves to see into them, right? Because we're afraid of being hurt. We avoid showing up because we don't want to fail, right? But then we actually just stay out of position. We just sit in disobedience, right? Because when we're out of position, when God wants us in position, that's disobedience too, right? And we say, oh, I'm stuck or, oh, I'm confused. Well, you don't have to be. Our hunger and our seek of God is actually up to us. Okay, so we can be attached, but disconnected. Okay, we can be attached to an idea. We can be attached to many things, but actually disconnected from them, separate from them, divided from them. And often when it comes to our relationship with God specifically, we could be attached to God. We could read our word occasionally. We could go to church. We could know some things about God, but our heart isn't connected to him. We don't actually have a heart-to-heart connection with God at all. And God, it says in Psalms 51, desires truth in our inmost heart. So think about that. What is actually in your inmost heart? What are you storing up there? When we are pushing through things in our life rather than running from them or pushing them away, It requires confrontation. And one of the things that we talked about in the relationships challenge was how you create conflict-resistant relationships, confrontation-resistant relationships, how you actually do healthy confrontation, what the intentions of a confrontation are, a model for actually confronting in love. We talked about all, all ways to confront because confronting is necessary. It actually is something that can be prevented and that that can be just like when you consider your health. An injury to your body, right, is similar to confrontation in a relationship, okay? But to prevent injury, there's things that we do to prevent it. To prevent disease, we do certain things to prevent it. Same thing in a relationship. We can do many things, right? Learn our attachment styles. Learn our love languages. Learn how we think. Learn how we express. Learn how we communicate. Learn ways that we do this well, ways, areas that we can improve, right? We can start doing things to prevent breakdowns and division and disconnection and strife. Because where there is strife, there is every other wicked thing. So there's things that we can be actively doing to avoid that, to prevent that, right? But pushing through, breaking through anything in your life requires confrontation, not avoidance, not running from things, not hiding from things, and definitely not being in denial about things, okay? So often with God, we are offered these opportunities to be secure with him, He constantly invites us into going into the deep with him, into deeper and deeper levels of intimacy and connection. But sometimes we aren't willing to confront what's uncomfortable in us and we're not secure enough to get into position. Sometimes we're so busy that we can't recover, right? 
but it really is better to be confronted than to avoid something. You've got to be confrontational sometimes. You just do. And connection is always, 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 always more important than separation. Because the truth here is that God cannot comfort what you will not confront. If you don't bring it forth, God can't get into it. You've got to do that. I was talking with a friend just the other day, and a lot of times we were talking about how God has to break something to bring forth the reconciliation, to bring, to purify it, to bring forth his vision for it, because we are deceived. We think that we're good. We think that it's working. God's like, actually, no, it is not. Let me break it, shake it, because anything that can shake will be shaken, right? So let me break it, shake it, so that you can have an opportunity to build secure connection with me and build on my foundation, because unless I build it, it won't stand, right? Be not deceived. God shall not be mocked, right? So God can't comfort what you will not confront. And God has a plan outside of whatever you're walking through. He's got a plan on the other side of it, but you've got to push through and you've got to avoid pushing away. You've got to at some point start resisting the resistance. Push back. Push back at the enemy. Don't let him push you around. Push back, right? And you've got to do that by facing it head on, not shrinking back to from it, but turning up your fierce, literally going at that thing. Oh, the enemy thought he was going to try that today? No, I'm running harder at that thing today. Thank you very much, right? No, I'm going to be prepared. You're preparing to take me out? Well, I'm already all these steps ahead of you. I've been reading my Bible. I've been meditating on the word. I've been praying and interceding. I've been fasting for this thing and you are going down. I know who I am. I know who my God is. I know the spirit of God inside of me is alive and well and it's powerful than anything that you could try to do to me. Not today. That is turning up your fears. But how many people stir that up and walk in it? How many people get under people that actually wanna see them win? They get around people that want to collaborate with them, not compete with them. It's a whole different pursuit, okay? So we've got to start facing things head on, but we can't do that when we're insecure, right? And you don't get, there's a scripture that I love. It says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, right? But you don't get wisdom and stature and favor unless you push through some things, unless you face some things, unless you break through the things that have been taunting you. You've got to push through and God will establish you. Before you can step into the call, step into the assignment, right? You're going to have to fight devils and you're going to have to fight some that probably aren't yours. How do I know? Generational curses. You didn't invite that into your life. It was just like a gift that you were given when you got here. An opportunity for you to rise up and stop it and open the door. Shut the door to those things and open the door for generational blessings. You got the gift of becoming a generational curse breaker. Nobody before you may have done that. You might not have wanted that curse to be in your life, but hello, it is here. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You can fight them, right? So that you actually show the enemy who you are and who he messed with, right? We can study not just the enemy, but we can study generational curses so we know what we're actually trying to break so that we actually don't succumb to the curse as well and fall under it, but we break through it. If you don't study it, you don't know how you're open to it and how it might be coming for you too, right? 
the enemy has things and plans, right? The enemy is always plotting, but God has the higher plan. But you got to know what's waiting to get you so that you don't get out of position, right? You want to be prepared. When you stay prepared, you don't get out of position. You fast, you pray, you meditate, you study the word, you get your healing, you grow up in God, you mature in his love. You find out who you are in him and you find out who he is and who he wants to be for you in each season, right? And you start to know and recognize by personal experience that the spirit of God, he that is in me is greater than anything in the world, right? And you do this by personal experience because it's one thing to hear somebody preach a scripture or say a strong word right? Say that for the people in the back. It's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to declare it out of your own mouth, to activate the voice that God has given you and start getting word stored up in your heart so you can use it and release it when you need it most, because that is the power of God being unleashed in your life. Why do you think the enemy wants you to keep your mouth shut? Not today. You start speaking life. You start speaking and releasing the word of God over your situations rather than being oppressed by what the enemy is trying to do to you, right? So you've got to watch the enemy trying to exploit any area where you feel weak, any area where you're desperate, any area where you're hungry. Can you say that you're hungry for God is your hunger for something else? What are you desperate for? Are you desperate for getting somewhere faster? Are you desperate for having a relationship because you feel lonely? What are you desperate for? Because you best believe that the enemy is going to try to exploit you there and take you out through that opening that's being created. You've got to know where you're hungry and you've got to know where you're desperate, right? Are you desperate for attention? Desperate for affirmation? Desperate for validation? Desperate for acceleration? And getting ahead, getting somewhere faster. Where are you trying to get to too fast? Straight out of the will of God is where you're going to get to pretty fast. You can't afford to be in any other place. The safest place to be is in the will of God, right? And we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right? That's the word of God. God fills our hunger. But we, we have gotten into a practice of when we talk about shifting from self-sabotage to self-mastery, we've gotten in this habit of randomly expending our power, getting distracted, having zero focus, procrastinating, murmuring, complaining, right? Circling mountains rather than facing things, right? Talking about things rather than taking action and actually doing something about them, right? And our power is never to be used frivolously. We do have a limited amount, But our power actually has an assignment. It is on us to become responsible and recognize that. That is part of stewarding well what we've been given. God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. What are you doing with those things? Right? You could say, I don't have the connections. I don't have the resources. But you truly do have everything that you need in God. What are you doing with it? Are you renewing this mind that God has given you? Are you taking care of this vessel that God has given you to walk the earth in? Are you developing your communication? Are you meditating on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, and praiseworthy so that you can influence not just yourself, but other people with it? Transformation starts with you. God is waiting on you, right? And I think sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid of what we have to give up. We're afraid of what's the process with God is going to look like, what the journey with God is going to look like, the pain 
that we're going to experience. But you can't skip the pain of your process. Yes, there will be pain and you cannot skip the pain. There's really no easy way out. It just costs what it costs. It costs what it costs. So what you can start doing is getting control over your own life. And you can check on your worship, right? What are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? Is it people? Is it a job? Is it a dream? Is it an idea? Is it where you want to be but aren't yet? Is it finances? What are you worshiping? Is it God? Really? Really, really, really. What has your heart right now? You know, even some of the things that we think are important or some of the people that we think really care about us, right? Whoever or whatever is not for you is against you. Really think about that. Sometimes we keep people around us that aren't actually for us. We, we spend all of our time, energy, and resource in things that aren't for us. Then how could you ever know who is for you? It's a reminder, really, to not keep company with the enemy, right? Jesus demonstrated what it requires to push through what stands in our way from breaking through into the things that he has for us. There's a space that we're called to occupy that only we can, and that's unique to you and your journey, right? So maybe, just maybe in this season, what you're resisting and what you're pushing away from is actually what you need to confront and push through. It's about you opening yourself up to the spirit to fall on you and operate mightily in and through you. You can push through hell and come out to the other side and people won't even know that you're doing it because you don't even smell like smoke, right? You can get to a place where the enemy really can't taunt you anymore. He can try and he won't stop trying, but he can't get you like he got you before. But you cannot push through and you cannot access these new places without the Holy Spirit. You've got to reclaim your worship in who has your heart. You can decide not to allow trouble, pain, thoughts, vain imaginations, dreams, even ideas to be above what God can do. You don't have to be afraid of coming into alignment and being securely attached to God because you never lose with him. Even if you've got to give up things, it's because those things were not for you. You always gain with God. And if you're still here, he has a plan and it's a good plan for you. You got to decide to push through what stopped generations before you. You've got to. It may have run up on you, but it stops with you. It stops with you. This, anything you're walking through, yeah, some of it might not have anything to do with you, but it stops with you so that you can start releasing blessing and breakthrough to the next generation. What stops and starts with you? Think about that. That's what you're rising up for every single day. You get to open doors for other people. You get to shut doors that no longer get to have influence in their life. Pushing and breaking through something is not the end. It's just where God's getting started. And God will restore. What he will bring you into will be double. You will start accessing a double portion flow. We actually talked about this on the recent prayer call last week. And even the one we had before that. So if you get inside Courage Co., you can actually go to the prayer call recordings and see all the notes. Right? But we are in a double portion flow. And you access that when you're willing to rise up and face things in your life. Right? Think about this. You are a house of God. The spirit of God lives in you and you are a movement all by yourself. You don't need a brand. 
<laughs> you already have God living on the inside of you. Like literally what more can you want? That is the honor and privilege of a lifetime to do life with God and to get to partner with him, to do exploits, greater things. Come on, right? So, so powerful. So I wanted to share a bit of a recap from this relationship challenge, okay? Something that I thought is really powerful is just a couple of these takeaways when it comes to rising up and winning in your life and turning up your fears, okay? When it comes to a secure attachment, Jesus created a safe place, the safest place in the world for us to be loved, known, accepted, and forgiven. But he gives us one big requirement if we want to live and flourish in this safe place of relationship with him. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. If we're not obeying God's command to love one another, we simply don't know him or have much of a relationship with him at all. Truth. It says this, my dear children, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're truly living in God's reality. The sign that you're in a relationship with Jesus is that you love people, period. Period. Our training and growth can only occur in the context of relationship. The whole nature of relationship is that you can't control it. You can't control it. All you can control is your free choice to love others and receive their love. Love is a choice. The sign that you really have love in your relationships is that you and the people around you are free and not scared. Think about this for you. Do you love in such a way that people around you feel free and not scared? Think about that. Free people are going to tell you the truth. That's what free people do. They're going to make mistakes. They're human. And mistakes will always test the relationship and the state of your heart. They will. It will require you to grow up and become powerful. But the more powerful you become, the more you're able to hold on to your connection with people and help them as they work through their truth and clean up their mess, just like God does with us. So, do you know how to love? Are you learning to love? These are the questions. It's what you're responsible for and the only thing God cannot work out for you. You have to choose. No matter what miraculous things God is doing around you and through you, you must never lose sight of this priority. All the signs, wonders, gifts, and supernatural events in the world do not prove that you are connected heart to heart with God. God can sit people down so fast. It is the Lord who raises them up and sits them down. God warned about the last days, Jesus did this, when people will come to him and ask, didn't I prophesy the pain off the wall? Didn't I do amazing things in your name? And hear him say, I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I never want God to say to me to my face, I never knew you. Does God know you? Do you want God to know you? Do you want to know him? Then love him and love others. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. People who really know God can do shocking things. They can do powerful things. They can love people that would be declared in any other space unforgivable and impossible to love. 
Think about that. Do you declare that people in your life are unforgivable and impossible to love? Does God? Just imagine what would happen if we started walking around with hearts three times as powerful, right? Think about the Grinch where his heart shrunk (laughs) the other way. What if we walked around with hearts three times as powerful and loving as anyone around us? People might actually start believing that God is real. It's time for us to mature into people who know how to walk in freedom, practice intimacy and vulnerability, clean up our messes, and invite people around us to become powerful, free lovers of God, self, and others. There is a declaration that I will share here that I shared in the Relationship Challenge. I know the spirit of power and love are at work in me. I can love at all times through Christ who strengthens me. I am courageous with my love. I am powerful to control myself no matter what others choose to believe or do. My goal is connection, not distance or division. I will tell others about me and let them tell me about them. I matter and so do you. I clearly and honestly express what I am feeling and what I need to feel. I listen well to what others are feeling and what they need to feel. I communicate my value and priorities by expecting respect. I show respect by listening well and honoring the boundaries of others. I keep my love switched on and chase fear out of my most vital relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a quote says this, When we face our demons and our pain, We reclaim the land of our hearts and souls. You come through that suffering being better than who you were when you went in. You get back what had been taken and find extra character to boot. These wise people understand all that and they enter into the process willingly. We have an honor and privilege of entering into relationship and a process with God. As we do, he helps us to become powerful. People that look like him. People that love like him. People that have hearts like his. That's powerful. We start to see all the areas that we were powerless, all the areas that we made mistakes, messes, missteps, all the ways that we hurt people, all the ways that we chose to ignore or grieve the spirit, and created bigger messes. We see all of that and we still see God pursue us in and through all of that and love us well so that we could forgive as we've been forgiven. We can be merciful because God has extended mercy to us. We can be kind because we've experienced God's kindness. We can be good to people that aren't good to us because God has been good to us. Transformation happens through our messes. So today, evaluate your relationship with God, with yourself, with other people. Are you secure? Are you anxious? Are you avoidant? Are you disorganized? How's your attachment? Are there things that you're running from and pushing away that it's time to face by God's grace? by the power of his spirit alive and well within you? What's on the other side of you pushing back and breaking through? What's on the other side of you being the one that rises up 
and stops letting the enemy taunt you. What are you breaking into? That's what this is about. It's what you're about to get access to if you choose. And it's not just about you. It's about everyone that you're connected to. Your destiny is waiting for you and you will have pain to walk through. It's part of the process. But as you walk through pain, God will develop you. He will heal your heart, give you a heart like his. He will develop your character. He'll give you so much wisdom and revelation and anointing to go out and minister and be his hands and the feet in the world that you wouldn't be able to be otherwise. What the enemy always means for evil, God works for good. And what the enemy tries to break, God restores. And what the enemy has stolen, God gives you double for. But you get to choose. Just like love is a choice and you get to choose whether you keep loving people or whether you just turn off your love and punish and criticize and condemn. Partnering with God is a choice. Everything is a choice. That's what makes you powerful. My hope is that this message blessed you today and reminds you of how powerful you are and how to steward that well. This is an opportunity, an invitation to steward well the power that you've been given and to not spend it frivolously, but to start growing up and start maturing in God and start becoming a loving person and really understanding what that means. And if... You need some help on this journey. Yes, plug into Courage Go. I do have some spots on my calendar for one-on-one coaching. I offer this occasionally and I offer it here because this is the most intimate community, right? So there's a few spots on my calendar. I'm only going to open up five. (laughs) So if you want to work together one-on-one, you've got areas in your life that you know you want God to invade. You want to build your life on him and his firm foundation right? You want to learn what it means to build spirit-driven success, to partner with God in all you think, say, and do, and get his results in your life. I invite you into this coaching relationship. If you're interested, all you got to do is email info at julianapage.com and my team will set up an appointment for us to connect and find out if coaching is a fit for you and we'll get you going on your God journey. And it would be an honor and privilege to be on the adventure with you And if coaching isn't for you at this time, there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever. This is something that you'll just know that you know. And you can email info at julianapage.com and we'll connect. But don't not get the help and support you need. Recognize that we never get to where we need to be alone. Get plugged into Courage Go. There's ways that you can do that. As as low as free (laughs) or $33 a month to these other levels of investment, no matter where you are. But you've got to choose. So my hope is that this message blessed you and that you will choose to live your most courageous and impactful story. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally 
from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.